With us today is Mario Economo. Uh, he is a uh, banker in Zurich, uh, New York, Philadelphia, and a few other places. And he gives us our European report. Uh, Mario, so many things are happening uh, in, in the world and in Europe. Uh, where do you want to start this morning? Yes, good morning. Well, let's start by wishing each other a happy Easter. Today is Greek uh, Easter. And, of course, we celebrate that and all the other people who celebrate Greek Easter with us, Greek Orthodox Easter, let's wish them a happy Easter as well. I think we can start today with uh, Turkey, and let's discuss two quick things about uh, Turkey before we move on to uh, the Ukraine and, of course, to President Macron and the statements he recently made uh, aboard his airplane on his return from China that have seemed to have startled a lot of people. And I'll try to help and walk you through why uh, America should not be startled by the statements he made. So in Turkey, uh, we know that the uh, Akuyu nuclear power plant is actually going to start enriching the uranium uh, later this month. Uh, this plant is actually 99% owned by Russia's Rosatom company. Uh, so Turkey doesn't essentially own it. It's owned by the Russians, and they will... Uh, produce energy at this nuclear power plant based in Turkey, which they will then sell to Turkey. It's interesting, we now have a NATO member that has a Russian nuclear power plant in its country, uh, and it's going to be buying energy from it. So once again, we need to question exactly what is going on with respect to NATO and what is going on with respect to Turkey inside of NATO. Uh, there is one other thing to discuss about Turkey. <clears throat> Apologies. Uh, if you will... Uh, the Anadolu, which is a helicopter carrier, has actually now been put into service. Uh, this will actually change uh, Turkey's reach from that of just simply a regional power to a geopolitical power, meaning that it's going to be able to have this ship sail to different parts of the world and to different seas to participate in both humanitarian and any other types of missions. Uh, this helicopter carrier in and of itself will actually stimulate the need for additional frigates to be uh, sold to Turkey or, or made in Turkey, as well as additional submarines. So we can expect Turkey's Navy to actually get a boost up in the coming years with respect to the number of ships that it's going to actually construct in order to be able Mario, to support this very large ship. With the relationships that Turkey is having with uh, Russia and Putin, uh, and the new alliances being formed. Are, are you concerned that it's possible that that Turkey, being a NATO nation, could flip to the new uh, uh, the new empire of uh, Russia, China, etc.? I think Turkey is going to play both sides. I think Turkey will do what it needs to do to continue to uh, try to maintain its role as uh, wanting to be the leader in the Muslim world. I think Turkey will actually start to expand its views beyond simply the Aegean and the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, this ship in and of itself doesn't allow that to happen, but everything else that's happening around the world will actually help and complement Turkey. For example, it's not too ridiculous to think that Turkey might actually participate in joint military exercises with the Chinese and the Russians in perhaps the Indian Ocean um, or in perhaps one of the Atlantic or Pacific uh, oceans. Uh, the idea being that Turkey would want to participate and be a part of something which would actually increase its global presence. 
Um, so that is something that uh, NATO needs to consider. Once again, I'm going to repeat, I have, ne- I have never believed and I continue to not believe that NATO is as powerful as everyone thinks it is. I think at the end of the day, most countries within NATO may uh, vote in favor of doing whatever it is the U.S. suggests that they should do. But there will be countries, and France is one of them at this point, who are going to start questioning whether or not they want to participate in any type of NATO-related activities. Well, you know, the his- history says that uh, we saved their uh, behind in World War One, saved their behind in World War Two. I hope there's no more world wars. That's all I can say. Uh, what else? We... Uh, uh, what else do you want to start on? Well, let's also discuss uh, Ukraine in a statement which was recently made by their foreign minister, Mr. Kuleba, who actually said that it's time now for the Black Sea to become a NATO sea in much the same way that the Baltic Sea is a NATO sea. Uh, those types of statements are careless, they're reckless, and they're very dangerous. The Kremlin, of course, quickly responded and said there is no chance that the uh, Black Sea will become a NATO sea. Uh, And the problem is we have to be careful as Americans and Europeans, for that matter, because if they decide to say and do something like that, who's to say that the Chinese who are already saying that the South China Sea belongs to them and everything in it is theirs, uh, aren't going to actually be encouraged by these types of statements. So I find the statement that he made to be very careless and very reckless. We also know now that the uh, counteroffensive that was supposed to happen in the spring by the Ukrainian forces against the Russians, and particularly in the southern part of the Donbass, uh, is most likely going to be delayed. The reason being given is uh, the document release, uh, which the Ukrainians and many Europeans, for that matter, feel has compromised intelligence, and, uh, and the Russians now have a better idea of exactly what's going on in the ground in the Ukraine. But given that is still a developing story, uh, if we can just move on from there, and let's just discuss our last topic of the day, which is that of France. Well, and Mario, of all the people I've talked to, uh, Russia aligned with China, aligned with all the new... The new alliance is not giving back Crimea. Yes, that's correct. No no, no way... What's the old expression in the United States? No way, Jose, are they giving back Crimea? And uh, uh, and, uh, my recommendation was uh, they should... uh, If they make a peace, and uh, 80% of Crimea is... uh, uh, is Russian, uh, then at least they should have uh, uh, the ability to cross into the Black Sea, the Ukraine, to be able to do business. Yes, but I don't think Russia is telling the Ukraine that it's not allowed to cross into the Black Sea. I think that uh, the Donbass region also will never be returned by Russia, as evidenced by the fact that uh, President Putin refers to it now as Novorossiya. So the Donbass is uh, not going to be returned either. The issue is, and it always comes back to what we've discussed from the beginning, this war will continue as long as people are prepared to keep cutting checks to pay for it. The second somebody somewhere says there's no more money, the war will end. Uh, How will it end? What will be uh, exchanged uh, in the end? uh, That I don't know, but I know that we can firmly say Putin will never give back the Donbass. So if that's a non-starter for the Ukrainians, they're going to have to keep fighting, and somebody somewhere is going to have to keep funding them and providing them with military hardware, which is now once again where France comes in. Uh, And uh, we know that on his flight back from China, President Macron made certain statements, which he repeated, in fact, in Holland, where he was on a state uh, visit uh, recently, 
and he said that there's nothing wrong with being allies. We can be allies, but that doesn't necessarily mean we should be a vassal state of the U.S. Uh, and a lot of people are alarmed and feel that this is a betrayal. The reality is it's not. Macron now sees an opportunity, and he also sees a threat. The threat is he doesn't want to challenge China. He doesn't want to lose the Chinese market for French companies. You may have seen the news coming out uh, regarding Hermes, the luxury goods maker, and their sales, and how China was an integral part of their, of their sales. Uh, you know, China, that, that, the Asia region without Japan, uh, generates nearly half of the sales of that group. They're not going to walk away from something like that. Um, and Macron said, you know, when he was discussing Taiwan and the issue in Taiwan, he rightly pointed out, if we can't in Europe even sort out the Ukraine, how can we possibly even get involved in helping sort out the situation in Taiwan? And he's right. He's correct. Um, Europe needs to focus on Europe. Europe it, it, it suits America to have a strong Europe, not a weak Europe that relies on the U.S. for everything. I know that many Americans are concerned about this. They should not be. Um, Europe. A strong Europe benefits America tremendously. And the last thing America needs, I said it last week and I'll repeat it again, is a rust belt 3,000 miles away across the Atlantic that America is going to be responsible for and is going to have to keep providing for. America needs to focus on what's important for America, and Europe needs to focus on what's important for Europe. Macron sees that. Uh, in fact, one of the, regions, the reasons why I suspect Macron did this is because France is essentially energy independent. Uh, through its nuclear power plants. Germany, on the other hand, has just announced that it's going to be closing its remaining nuclear power plants, which means Germany's reliance on uh, natural gas or LNG coming from the U.S. is going to go dramat dramatically up, as will the cost. So Germany has essentially substituted cheap Russian na natural gas for more expensive American LNG. What's that going to do to German industry? Well, you can, uh, you know, join the dots together yourself. It won't be good for German industry. So Macron sees an opportunity now to take the lead in Europe. In my personal opinion, and this again is my personal opinion, there is only one natural leader in Europe, and that is France. And you can say it's because France is energy independent. You can say it's because France remains and is the only nuclear power on the continent. Uh, but in today's dangerous world, we need to have strong partners. And in Europe, in France, we see a strong partner. Um, well, there's strong a, there's partner. we have a problem here in the States where a lot of the people that are turning towards a new uh, Russia, Chinese, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, you know, their, their, their new organization is uh, the confidence they have in Washington in the current administration. Yeah, well, that's something that Europeans can't address. That's something that Americans will have to address themselves yeah. in your upcoming elections, both uh, at the uh, at the state and at the federal level. Um, but, you know, Europeans now are slowly beginning to realize that this war in the Ukraine is continuing to drag on. Um, some people, privately still, are questioning whether or not they should have uh, engaged as, uh, as uh, uh, aggressively as they have in supporting the Ukraine. And I think in time, especially with President Macron coming out now, many more are going to start saying, you know, listen, we now need to consider uh, industry. We need to consider our own people. Don't forget, France itself is suffering through we're, ongoing... Mario, we're out of time. 
But I want to thank you for coming on, and I want to thank you for uh, uh, giving the facts to the American people and your opinions, and, and we'll catch up again real soon. Yes, thank you for your time. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank, thank you. you.